if you really assess quality at a closer end, we would realize that the content that we try to create, sometimes there are issues in terms of the structure, in terms of the missing information, or in terms of completeness or conciseness, or we are really not integrating well with stakeholders in terms of leveraging their knowledge, because uh, that also has a huge impact. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas Podcast, where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Ramesh Ayengar, Head of Documentation at Reltio. Welcome, Ramesh, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas Podcast. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you very much uh, for the welcome, uh, Gauri. I am really doing fine. How about you? I'm all good, uh, Ramesh. It's slightly rainy here, but that's fine. We can still live with it. Uh, so um, I'm so eager to learn a lot about your uh, journey today, Ramesh. So just to explain a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us about how this whole uh, initial steps into documentation took place for you. Sure, Gauri. Uh, I would love to share that. Uh, so uh, I've been uh, in the field of technical communication for more than uh, 25 plus years, uh, but I really did not start off as a tech writer. I'm primarily a journalist. I've done my post-graduation in journalism and communication, and uh, I was working as a reporter with some local newspapers, after which I edited a magazine. Uh, for some time, I was also doing uh, some amount of copywriting for advertising agencies uh, during, uh, and this period is around late 80s. And uh, with the advent of computers too, I got interested in computers. Uh, so I associated myself uh, with a couple of training institutes where I was ma managing the entire training center. Uh, I was the center manager for AppTech, which actually gave me an opportunity to learn more about computers and also learn uh, the various uh, programming languages and so on. So that got me really interested in the IT field. Mm -hmm. uh, after this assignment, I also worked with Mercedes-Benz as a public relation officer due to my background in journalism. Uh, that was a good stint again, uh, which really helped me understand what is really corporate communications and marketing and uh, Mercedes known for its quality. Uh, it was a great learning for me. After this assignment is where I really started my career in tech writing. This was around uh, 1995, uh, though I did not really understand technical writing so much because I've not taken any formal training in technical writing. All the learning that I have done is on the job and uh, my first assignment was with a company called Escali Consultants, uh, and my assignment was to do ISO documentation. Okay. Uh, then uh, it was really more about uh, uh, having an advantage because the competition was high, and uh, uh, it was about having ISO documentation in place. So uh, that's how I got started, and I was working with banking division 
and uh, Kadi Consultants was actually part of the RBI committee, which mm-hmm. uh, actually drew up the guidelines for uh, uh, online kind of uh, banking and other uh, things uh, on behalf of the government. So it was really a good learning, pretty early uh, in the IT uh, software uh, domain as such. Uh, I worked there for nearly uh, around two years or so, uh, and it gave me a good grounding as far as what is really involved, because ISO is also about stating what you do, so it gives you really a good insight into projects and how to really articulate about the projects, how to document them, what are the key things that need to be documented. And I was also doing training because uh, uh, they were also associated with various cooperative banks. And uh, from an implementation perspective, uh, you had to do a lot of training. So naturally, documentation and training go hand in hand. So that gave me a a good exposure. Uh, After which, uh, I moved a few companies, uh, uh, primarily Frontier. Uh, Then there was a company uh, called AssetLink and Capgemini. uh, which was more of services kind of a thing. Uh, uh, all my students out here primarily focused more on uh, creating product documentation or about the services that we were doing. Uh, though I did not uh, have any formal training, I was lucky to have peers uh, who really helped me understand the intricacies of uh, technical writing. Uh, so that made the journey all the more interesting. While, of course, in terms of resources also, we did not really have much in terms of learning. Uh, We used to rely mostly on our working experience and peers to understand what the standards are, how to really go about it, and so on. The uh, major turning point for me in terms of tech writing was the company that I worked with called as Veritas, which is Mm -hmm. primarily in storage and where I spent a substantial amount of time, around seven plus years. And... uh, my peers there actually uh, helped me a lot to gain the skills. And that's where I really understood what really technical uh, writing was all about. It was a product-based uh, company and we had uh, enough time to do the releases. And uh, the importance of quality of con- content and really meeting customer requirements, which is the most uh, fundamental and the important thing, but somehow we always tend to overlook in terms of exceeding customer expectations of value addition or even things like uh, details, you know, uh, we tend to document, but sometimes we miss out the details. And that is what I really le- uh, learned as to what is really involved in terms of crafting content is concerned. And that was a big learning for me. Thereon, um, I had a lot of exposure in terms of the resources to, we had uh, major forums uh, to interact with customers. We had a, a forum to interact uh, with senior technical writers in US. So I would say that this is a place where I really acquired most of my skills uh, that I really use right now and also to a greatest extent formal training as such because there were a lot of internal trainings too mm-hmm. uh, that really happened. Uh, after which uh, we had a merger uh, with a company called Symantec. Uh, primarily, uh, Veritas was more in the Unix domain they wanted to really extend their market and they wanted to make their presence felt in the Windows market. So uh, the merger was planned and uh, I actually moved into uh, Symantec. Uh, 
Uh, from a dog perspective, that was a huge thing for me uh, because uh, I had to do transition for a huge product. Uh, and due to the merger, as you know, uh, there's a lot of restructuring, a lot of people move out. Uh, there's a huge change uh, there. So again, yeah. the transition, uh, it was a big learning for me because uh, when you have to transition a huge uh, product and the documentation and also deliver, uh, there's a lot that uh, can happen there. And uh, I built a team uh, locally uh, to be able to kind of deal with the deliveries. But the most interesting aspect was Semantic uh, was using what is called as content management system then, and which is primarily what is called a structured authoring, which we uh, understand and which has been discussed to a great extent. So my exposure to what we call as uh, content strategy, structured authoring, or working with CMSs uh, uh, happened there at Semantic uh, as early as uh, 2006 or seven, uh, where uh, I worked uh, with some of the senior uh, technical communication folks in Semantic. Uh, I worked there for uh, uh, until 2007. Uh, after that, I moved to IBM because IBM, again, uh, the intention for the move was again, to understand because IBM uh, has played a key role in terms of data and uh, uh, Don Day and there are senior tech writers who are part of the data uh, uh, committee which actually drafted the guidelines for structured authoring and so on. So again, that was a great learning for me. So I have been fortunate to move companies and learn on the journey. So one thing that I would say has been constant in me is on every assignment of mine, uh, I've tried to learn uh, new things or at least switch domains where I get exposed to new domains and stuff like that. After uh, IBM, I worked uh, for a short stint with a software uh, networking kind of company. It was called a Sonoa then, uh, which later became on uh, Apigee and was acquired by Google. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, that was really good because, as you know, for startups, you have to do things from scratch, build yeah. mm -hmm. standards, processes, technologies, and so on. So, um, uh, and uh, the pro product too was very good. It was all API based and API documentation is one of the niche areas as far as tech writers are concerned. So uh, uh, that was again a very interesting thing for me to understand what's really involved from an API documentation perspective. After which I moved into the health the domain as such and I worked with a company called as uh, Eclipsis, uh, which is one of the major health providers as far as US is concerned. Uh, here, my uh, role was more uh, uh, as a management uh, or leadership. Uh, I led a big team in India and uh, US. Uh, and But uh, the most important thing here in terms of learning was uh, healthcare uh, documentation involves a lot of regulation and uh, the implications of something going wrong uh, and the liabilities are very high. So as a from a tech writer perspective, uh, it is critical to understand uh, what is really quality and uh, how to really adhere to various standards or comply with the specified uh, standards. Because as far as the healthcare documentation is concerned, you have to be really careful. Uh, so that's what I learned during this uh, stint, of course, uh, being a leader and managing the 
global team was again a very good experience in terms of uh, helping tech writers grow in terms of their career and helping them with uh, acquiring skills and so on uh, after that uh, i moved to a company called as uh, persistent where i was involved more in the business aspect i joined as a business head wherein i was managing a practice which involved uh, technical writers and uh, ux designers uh, my role was primarily to uh, from an operational perspective lead uh, the technical communication practice service various customers also try to get business uh, and so on so and that was again very satisfying from a leadership or a business perspective which ideally helped me learn uh, the big picture of it and more from a business perspective because sometimes as a tech writer uh, we do not really understand the big picture and we tend to work in silos mm-hmm. so unless we really understand the big picture and uh, understand really the business perspective uh, we will not be able to align ourselves to the company goals and be able to contribute uh, the way ideally we should in order to kind of enhance customer experiences or contribute to the overall outcome that the company is seeking for so since i worked very closely with customers and had uh, to understand their requirements it gave me a really good perspective in terms of what really customers expect from content and especially right now with uh, all the changes that's happening in technology and the paradigm shift happening from the traditional ways to the new ways uh gone are the days of text and it's all becoming more visual there are a lot of devices and uh, a lot of companies are moving to what is called as digital transformation mm-hmm. so that's what uh, i really learned at persistent and uh, after which um, i worked with uh, scl chenna as a group manager and my assignment was again uh, leading uh uh the techcom practices such and work with various customers also kind of uh, build a, a center of excellence which is primarily kind of groom tech writers in order to be able to work on different projects uh, and also help them acquire technical writing skills so uh, i spent substantial time in building the center of excellence while i was also working with uh the business part of it all the clients and managing the tech writers so this is in short uh, the various companies that i have worked with along with this thread i have been also associated with the organization called as society for technical communication yeah uh, we try to establish the india chapter as early as uh, 1999 uh, as you know in india we did not have any formal training in technical communication uh one of the reasons to establish this chapter was to promote and create awareness about technical communication and uh, i've been associated uh, with stc and specifically stc india chapter for last uh, two decades or more and uh, i have worked at various levels with stc so stc has really helped me grow professionally because uh there are different things that i have done uh right from uh, being a volunteer to being the president of the chapter and also working at a international or global level helping the core stc group with various things um it has given me a lot of exposure as far as the techcom field is concerned and how technical communication is globally uh, placed uh, 
uh, it gave me good insights. Uh, so that's my journey as far as uh, STC is concerned, which is one of the oldest organization as far as technical communication was. Uh, I also have started my own group called as Institute of Technical Communicators of India, which is again. I think uh, Ravish will talk a little bit about the tech writers. Uh, uh, navigate uh, this field of technical communication in an informed way because at times a lot of tech writers are really clueless as to what are the things that they need to do either when they get started or after reaching a plateau after a certain number of years. So my objective is always to help them with the required information and guide them in terms of career development and so on. So that's about me. Uh, I hope it's not been a long rant. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, Ramesh. I think uh, I wanted to break it down into many questions, but you helped me uh, answer a lot of questions. But um, it's, it's a vast experience, right? You wanted to share with us today. Uh, uh, it's amazing to see you start the number of companies you worked and uh, um, it being a small company from startup to all the way to uh, RBI doing ISO documentation and many uh, different areas as well, right? Uh, consulting services, uh, startup product-based company. So it's um, it's a fascinating journey you have gone through. Uh, I just wanted to pick up on few things that you already mentioned, uh, Ramesh. So you did mention about uh, the documentation process. Uh, some companies, you had the chance to set up those processes, right? Um, so while setting up those processes, what are the important factors you considered when creating documentation? Uh, one of the core concerns uh, as far as content is concerned across organizations is uh, quality of the content. That's the major uh, feedback that we often tend to get from customers. And if you really assess uh, quality at a closer end, uh, we would realize that the content that we try to create, sometimes there are issues in terms of the structure, in terms of the missing information, or in terms of completeness or conciseness, or uh, we are really not integrating uh, well with stakeholders in terms of leveraging their knowledge, because uh, that also has a huge impact on the uh, quality of the content. So. These are some of the standard areas uh, where uh, content actually fails customers because what happens is, as I said, sometime back, uh, tech writers sometimes uh, create uh, documentation in silos without really understanding the big picture. So it's very important to understand uh, the requirements of the customers. I know in a lot of companies, you do not have so many avenues to directly interact with customers or you get uh, inputs uh, through the hierarchy from different uh, functions, uh, which may not be as accurate as possible. So I would say uh, that the writers will have to pro play a proactive role in terms of getting the required information to be able to create content that actually meets uh, the customer requirement. And uh, in terms of quality, a lot of these things should be done pretty early in the content lifecycle. What happens is, uh, typically, uh, a lot of companies do follow Agile and Scrum, and they, each company has its own flavor. And uh, sometimes uh, writers are not involved early in the meetings, or they happen to get a dump of information to be uh, documented at the last minute, or it's an afterthought, or it's seen as a support function. Uh, 
through all of this, uh, what's really happening is uh, the customer experience is getting affected because the documentation is ju just not about documenting a feature or a product, but you're trying to enable the customer experience as such because the better the documentation, the customers can easily adopt the product feature or accomplish their task. That's what uh, TechLite is uh, supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we uh, are unable to do that. So that impacts the product adoption, thereby uh, sales and references may also get affected and so on. So it has a impact, a very strong impact at times if uh, the given things that I mentioned are not tackled in the right way. So uh, I would say that in terms of processes, most of these things uh, should happen early the content life cycle when we are creating content uh, itself because if i'm kind of doing the ground, uh, groundwork right if i'm understanding the requirements correctly if i'm doing all the research that's required if i'm asking the right questions to the sme if i play around with the product if there is a ui understand it and then uh, i try to add value in terms of giving feedback to the product and uh, engineering teams and then if I'm designing something in terms of structure or content, and I involve all the stakeholders, try to leverage their knowledge, and then create that content, uh, I'm sure the quality of the content will be several notches above. Then typically, if I were to just uh, take some content or a dump from the engineer, just do a language edit or a grammar edit, without really much involvement, uh, as I also said, Technical writing is also about the details. Sometimes as tech writers, we could have made a lot of assumptions uh, which may not be true. And it's important to understand how these things work from a customer's perspective. That's why I would say that tech writers should be really fierce uh, customer advocates because typically you are an internal customer and you should be enabling the internal functions in such a way that you can add a lot of value from a customer perspective. And definitely from an external perspective, if you're doing this well, things are going to be far more easier for the uh, end user or the customer. So in terms of processes, I've been trying to, to set these things in terms of how should we really go about the entire content lifecycle? What are the enablers? What are the tools that will help you or do? How to really integrate well with stakeholders? How to really uh, reach out to customers? How to really uh, keep track of customer forums, right? How to crawl mm -hmm. various websites or internal websites or portals and other things to seek feedback or to seek uh, uh, any information that you think you should integrate uh, in terms of the content, because it's an ongoing process. You need me on top of all this on an ongoing basis. So these are some of the things that, that I try to inculcate as far as writers are concerned uh, in terms of setting processes. Of course, there are a whole lot of other things like checklists and uh, style guides or the company uh, guidelines and so on, which you need to adhere to be able to uh, create content uh, in the specified way. Okay. So I would say these are some yeah. of the things that I have kind of focused on the past. And uh, from an outcome perspective, uh, typically I would kind of create a scorecard to measure uh, these things. For example, in terms of quality, conciseness, completeness, we would have a scorecard kind of a thing. For example, if I'm an editor and I'm reviewing the content, 
I would rather track all these things, you know, and then if I'm going to interact with the writer, I would give feedback on these things, uh, try to establish patterns or trends or habits and help help them kind of you know, change those habits if they're making some errors and so on, which makes a huge difference uh, going ahead. So these are some of the ways uh, I would go about the processes or ensuring that uh, the content that we create is up to the mark. Uh, which I think is the fundamental factor as far as customer experience is concerned. Nice. Uh, we did speak about um, a technical writing in India. So uh, how have you seen it evolve over the years you've been involved with this industry? That's one question. And uh, after speaking to you, you did uh, mention that uh, you worked in US and also in India uh, for documentation uh, purposes. So are there any differences between the technical writing work cultures uh, in America and in India? Sure, uh, Gauri, I would answer that. Uh, so as I said, uh, in the earlier days when we were really uh, learning uh, writing and uh, uh, as I said, there is no formal training in India as such. And the only way we learned, especially if you're working in big companies, is if you have a global team and if you have peers uh, uh, in US or otherwise, you would get to learn. But if you're working in small companies or otherwise, you'll have to figure out, for example, if you're a loan tech writer, you'll have to figure out things on your own by uh, trying to find out resources, talking to someone and so on. So the initial years, uh, they're used because there are, again, a lot of things, especially when you are writing for a global audience or a varied audience uh, so Indians, uh, from an Indian standpoint of view, I would say that we are trained or more used to the UK English, uh, whereas from a US perspective, uh, there are small nuances that make a lot of difference from a customer perspective. So the initial days, especially when the writers were really working with uh, tech writers and uh, a lot of them were not really aware of the cultural differences or the nuances uh, there used to be a lot of concerns in terms of quality of technical writing. There used to be a lot of discussions on various technical writing and other things where to talk about the quality of writing uh, coming from India. So most of the senior tech writers um, working across companies or being part of these groups, one of the objectives was to educate them that that's not a generic thing. It could have happened in isolation, but that's not the really case. But it, it was all about uh, changing those perceptions, right? And it was very important because it used to impact the business also. Because then uh, most of the work that used to come from U.S., uh, writers would be hesitant if they would be uh, actually able to get the quality from here. So uh, with concerted efforts across different levels, uh, we were able to change the perceptions. As I said, there are organizations like STC and STC India chapter. So uh, we used uh, this forum to really organize training sessions, annual conferences. We used to invite uh, a lot of US tech writers here uh, for the conferences. So uh, under a single roof, it provided an opportunity for all tech writers across cities to come and interact with some of the best in the industry. And uh, it gave them opportunity to learn. So that was a good thing. And we did see noticeable difference uh, as we went ahead. And uh, some of these uh, perceptions changed. 
And now if you ask me, I would say that there are no such differences. In fact, I would say uh, from a tech writing uh, perspective, Indian tech writers are equally good or better place too. Uh, because uh, over the last two decades, a lot has evolved. And uh, uh, in terms of uh, a professional development or be in terms of career growth, uh, Indian tech writers have had ample opportunities and I, I think they are very well placed. Uh, if you see in retrospect as compared to uh, the situation some 15 years back or 20 years back. Uh, I think that's ex uh, that's uh, exactly what we wanted, right? Irrespective of your uh, place, location, language, um, everybody, uh, the result should be a professional output. So as a founder of the Institute of Technical Communications of India, what techniques do you use to help foster an environment of professional development? Because you did mention that um, there's, uh, there's no such big differences. Everybody has getting this professional development. So how is your institute helping, uh, Ramesh? That's what I'm curious uh, about. It's more of a voluntary kind of organization. Which, uh -huh. uh, the objective is primarily to help tech writers. So as a part of that, uh, in the past, I have really organized uh, learning sessions for tech writers. I have done personal coaching for tech writers. Uh, mentoring. I have uh, provided a forum where I inv invite some of the senior uh, writers from US to talk to the writers here. So I have tried to provide opportunities in terms of learning, which really enables the tech writers because in some cases, uh, after a certain period of time, uh, if you have to really uh, grow in terms of tech writing, because it's a huge field and uh, the ask in terms of skills uh, is pretty high because um, uh, technical writing is one of the areas where you require multiple skills. And also, if you want to specialize, there are different opportunities. For example, when we start off, we definitely say that uh, writing skills is required. We need technical skills. We need logical analytical ability. We need researching skills. We need uh, information design skills or organization skills. Uh, we need some visual aspects, right, or the graphic skills. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you look at it, there are multiple skills that a tech writer requires. And in terms of roles or growth also, uh, at a high level, though, it might seem as a technical role or the management role. But uh, within that, too, there are multiple roles. Like I said, you want to be an API uh, specialist, you can be one. You can take up marketing communications. You can be uh, part of the UX team where you add uh, value by, you know, giving suggestions. Or you can be part of QA. Some people have a liking for coding, so they kind of uh, enable from that perspective. So uh, you have a, a wide gamut of choices uh, for writers. So uh, what are these different options? How do we really approach them? How do you really go about it? Is some of the things that we I, I try to kind of uh, address uh, through this organization with help from uh, writers here in India, also globally, uh, so that uh, when they interact and you really get to know uh, how these people uh, work or how they have really achieved uh, some of the things that they have in their field, uh, it kind of motivates uh, other writers to uh, be able to do that and also gives the confidence uh, as a community that there are uh, so many options that we can really do. So 
that's what the institute of technical communicator of india does because uh, i see that there's a lot of potential in india because unlike when i started and we really struggled uh, in terms of learning we did not have opportunities we had to do a lot of things on our own uh, and it was more of a trial and error and test it out kind of a thing mm-hmm. but now uh, it's highly evolved there a lot of resources uh, youtube google and stuff like that and you have enough information that you can uh, use to kind of grow in your career right so yeah. plus we have additional forums like this where you get uh, help uh, from senior professionals in the industry uh, which is kind of good enough in terms of identifying a path or being able to work towards your dreams or goals i hope that answers the question absolutely uh, ramesh and uh, that's exactly uh, what uh, we wanted to understand uh, and it's it's good to see that it's all coming from volunteers as well um so just out of uh, um uh, time conscious um, i'm just going to go to the rapid fire round if that's okay with you uh, so Uh, my first question is um, you did mention or you gave us your uh, journey of how it all started and uh, how you landed up in uh, uh, being a founder of uh, institute of technical communications but what i wanted to understand is uh, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career uh it would be difficult to single out because i have worked <laughs> with various peers and uh, i would yeah. not like to single out a single person Yeah absolutely but at every step i have learned yeah. yeah so you learned as you grew as you grew yeah. yes <laughs> super so can you share a documentation related resource you have consumed recently any blogs yeah, there any are a lot of internal uh, resources that we have so i don't know that will be relevant but of course you yes, said keep looking at support knowledge pieces and stuff uh huh all right so it not, nothing in specific or a portal or anybody's blog but generally you keep an eye on yeah. all the uh, okay Correct. documentation it's more specific to the company right now that's why okay super uh, my last question is uh, what is that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self be passionate <laughs> and be 200% engaged and that's what i think i owe my career to uh, i'm passionate and that drives you to learn and achieve some of the things so i think if we are engaged in whatever we do completely uh, sky is the limit great so i think that's what you've done and you've proved yourself that uh, um though your education was in a different field um you started with the passion towards computers through aptech and then eventually you got into documentation but then you found the uh, uh, passion towards it so great yeah correct. that's correct that's correct super so, so at, sorry go yeah, ahead sorry sir please go ahead now i think we are almost to the end of my questions but if i have missed anything to ask you uh, please feel free to share it with our audience now please ramesh i would uh, just like to say uh, thank you for offering this opportunity to me uh, i would really like to thank you for reaching out to me because i never lose an opportunity to talk about technical communication more than me as i said i am uh, very passionate about technical writing so i'm very happy that you asked me to talk about technical writing and specifically about technical writing in india and it gives me a lot of pleasure to talk about it 
So uh, thank you, thank you once again on behalf of let's say the community in India and personally also thanks for giving this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. No problem, Ramesh. I think uh, we should really thank you for spending this uh, 30, 35 minutes with us and uh, sharing uh, the uh, not only your experience, but also the various opportunities you've created in India uh, for newbies or new technical writers who would like to uh, step into this career. And uh, absolutely, you said bang on, you know, whatever you do, you do it with passion. You The sky is the limit. So uh, keep doing the great things you're doing, especially the community activity through volunteers. And uh, uh, very soon we will see all those outputs shining in the industry. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for your kind and encouraging words. Super. Uh, Take care, Ramesh. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.